This is a Poets and Writers page one author reading. To hear more, visit us at pw.org forward slash multimedia or at soundcloud.com forward slash poets and writers. Tongues. Miss Adler keeps a word of the day calendar on her desk. So in fourth period, while Zaya tunes out her teacher's prattle on American history, she learns new words, censure, vicissitude, colliginous, exegesis, slick words, shape-shifting, Zay devours them, voracious. Learn something every day, Miss Adler's always saying. Her teacher is young. Call me Katie outside the classroom, red lipstick and stitched flowers on her garter-top stockings that show when she crosses her legs. Once, Zay saw her French kiss a man after school, then hop into his nice car, her grin spread large as if she too were a high school senior, 17. Today's word is luciferous, and Zay pronounces it wrong. No, Miss Adler says, luciferous. But Zay can't ignore the prefix. She knows Lucifer, fallen angel, prince of darkness, little horned man on the candy cigarette box. How could this word mean light? Miss Adler says, there are all kinds of things they don't want you to know. She says it real mysterious, like some slim, blonde-haired prophet, but this idea, that word, quickens in Zay, growing big in the eternal southern heat. At home, she takes her dictionary into the bathroom, locks the door, a blasphemy, to see what it knows about the devil. She seeks a different opinion than what pastor or her family Sunday Bible have to offer. One, a proud, rebellious archangel identified as Satan who fell from heaven. Two, the planet Venus when appearing as the morning star. Three, lowercase, a friction match. At New Life First Baptist that Sunday, Zay and her brother bookended by their parents in the pew, Duck slips his fingers into hers and tickles her palm, their signal for boredom, for something funny or ridiculous an adult has said. Duck is 12, still accepting of his nickname and blessedly silly. Zay remembers him small, head smooth as a pebble, her mother placing him in her arms. How sweet he'd felt, yawning mouth, breath scented with their mother's milk. He was hers in a way nothing else was. Duck sings along with the hymns, he always does, intentionally off-key, but this time Zay isn't bored. She doesn't sing. Instead, she watches, the collection plate going round once, twice, pastor roaring at the pulpit, royal purple trailing from his arms, people asking for blessings, to be touched by the spirit, falling out when pastor presses his thumb hard between their eyes. She listens to pastor's words. Brothers and sisters, all those who accept me as a savior shall live forever in the kingdom of heaven. Repent. He whips the air as if spurring something invisible, benediction or absolution, his necessary position in the power of such things. The congregation writhes. In the pew in front of them, Sister Ruth in her flower box hat slumps backward, speaking in tongues, this strange language flowing from the deep place where the soul lives, waiting for God to free it. The long stray hairs under her chin tremble. Her grown daughter fans her face. Others catch the spirit, the ghost licking through the church like flame. Pastor says, bow your heads, let us pray. And Zay looks at them all with their faces turned down, eyes closed. The congregation, her mother, father, and duck. Only she and Pastor keep their eyes open, and Zay examines him, the copper skin sweating from his exultations, the way he searches the room, bowed head to bowed head, as if measuring the effect of his influence. When his eyes find hers, Zay snaps her head down, too late, and doesn't look up again until the congregation says amen. On the drive home, Zay translates the expression she'd seen flash across Pastor's face, 
supercilious, enigmatic, hungry. <laughs>